22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. What else could I spill before we get to the beginning of the show? You can spill your guts. <laughs> yeah, we were just um, drinking a couple of beverages a couple of minutes ago, and Mike was like, you're going to spill that. I'm like, no, I don't spill anything. And of course... Gets a little drunk. <laughs> I was not drunk. <laughs> so he says. All right, so um, let, let's just begin by introducing everybody to the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 28. Nine. 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 It just feels like so so long ago since we did the last you one. You went to New York school, someone, so that's acceptable. Someone give this guy a full sobriety test right now. <laughs> oh, shut <laughs> up. I am your host, The Cap, here with my other two hosts who love Bust My Chops, MFG, I'm Never Wrong, Mike the Finance Guy. Where did they get a load of me? Really? You quoted The Joker? That's right. Yeah, but you hate that movie. I do hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Kev to be like, yo, Mike's fronting. That's some bullshit right there. <laughs> And of course, bringing up the rear, ha ha ha, is RT Square or Ralph the Tech. Hi. I got nothing today. Oh, thank God, because your imitation is <laughs> piss poor. And actually, we have a special guest. Why that, I order? Oh, no. Why, why did you even try? Come on, dude. All right. And we have a, a special guest on with us on our panel. You, we haven't had a special guest in a while, but this guy I've been trying to get on the show for God knows how long. Um, he's somebody I've known pretty much all my life. And um, he actually is going to give us some insight on some video game stuff. So um, please give a nice warm welcome to my brother, Steve-O. Hey, Internet, what's going on? Hey! hey. That's a nice warm welcome. Yeah, that's that. We don't know if they're a cheering crowd or they're the crowd with the boiling oil and the torches. At least I, I can't attention. decide. Did you live in a time of ogres? I watched a lot of classic thank movies. You, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so you Go know on. what? You have to have seen Frankenstein. I've seen your haircut. Wow. <laughs> the one you just posted on Facebook? <laughs> hey, hey leave, leave, leave my hair alone. Flat tops were cool and curls were awesome. We can leave your hair alone. Your head did. <laughs> oh. Wow. Families around. <laughs> Fuck. Shots fired. Damn. And, and now Ralph is on time with shit? Nice. because <laughs> the TV's off. Right. Oh. Yeah, nobody's flirting with him either on his cell phone. Where, oh, look, I'm texting. Uh, oh, what Mike say? Oh. <laughs> and now we apologize to all the yeah. <laughs> say it, Ralph. Say it. Listen, don't get on me because Mike got on you. <laughs> you joined on it. You joined on that bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So you know what? Let's let's start from where we always start from, just to get Steve accustomed to what's going on. So please. yes, please. Let's go with what we do best. Let's go to the quick news. And now the quick news. With Mike, the finance guy, and Ralph and Kat. And Steven. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't realize that was part of it there. <laughs> well, we got news, 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 and news, meaning I have four things of news. Uh, Archie Andrews is dead. What? what? Okay, okay, he's about to be dead. After 73 years of teenage... Hey, come on, I like Archie. <laughs> After 73 years of teenage shenanigans, fast food, and polygamous dating practices, America's beloved eternal teenager will be fatally shot saving a friend what? as a conclusion to the Life with Archie series that explores Archie's life in the future. 
The Life with Archie series launched five years ago with the intentions of illustrating Archie's life as an adult to his ultimate end. So this was already in the works. It wasn't like this was a surprise for ending. It's not like a publicity stunt or anything. This was no, no. part of the plan. Because again, this is the life of Archie, which is only about him being a grown-up and then dying. Uh, but in the present you know, day, Riverdale, Mr. Andrews is alive and well and will remain so. And I know that the, I was reading what, what the writer was what the writer was saying, and he was saying, you know what, life with Archie, you know, this is a future. You know, yeah, I mean, he's, exactly. he's going to live forever in the regular comic where he's a teenager. So why are people getting all upset? They shouldn't be upset. You know, this is one way it could go. We don't know if it's going to go that way. Right. You know, I, I don't get yeah the the uproar. I mean, again, I understand people having just an opinion in general, but an uproar. I'm like, guys, they're not killing Archie. They're just killing a series that's based on his future life. It's like know? a big what if comic book, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. You know. Um, what else we got here? Hmm. Well, holy about damn time, Batman. According to Robin, well, actually, it's Burt Ward, but he said that Warner Brothers uh, plans uh, to release the complete Batman TV series in late November of 2014. Finally. Yeah. And that he and Adam West are doing some special, uh, about time, they're doing some special features for the release. So that's kind of good news. Ralph, get your hand off that fucking audience button. <laughs> I think I'm getting like secondhand drunkenness from you. Wow, <laughs> Mister! I get drunk off of Dragonberry. Wow! After like the twentieth cup, yeah, twentieth cup, please. I'm not gonna make fun of Ralph yet because he's actually on my side, so we'll just keep it like that for now. But but let, but let me say this about about the series. It's funny that all these other series have been out, and I guess, or at least for me, I didn't realize that Batman wasn't in a collection. Yeah. Until they, when they say, "Oh yeah, they're, they're putting together a collection." It's like what they so never had one. Years, well, yeah. yeah, I heard um on um who was it Kevin Smith's podcast. Um, he was doing it wasn't Fat Man on Batman. It was uh, Babylon, mm -hmm. and yeah. he was talking. Him and uh, Garmin were talking basically about um this coming out and getting re released in the DVD set that's going to come out and everything and how yeah. everyone's so elated about it. But I hadn't yeah. any idea. It's just it's just such campy fun, you know. And I think it's like what 120 episodes or something. No, it can't be that. Actually, it might be that. Maybe. I think it is that. Yeah, it's quite a bit because they were half-hour episodes, and I think they did come out every week. And back in that time period, I'm not saying that there were 52 you know, um, episodes to a year, but there were definitely, I think, more than 26 usually in a year back then. I think because television didn't rerun the way we do now. Well, I mean, when, when you used to watch TV back then, it was black and white also, right, Mike? Um, Batman was in color, as it said right in the opening. And, <laughs> and I wouldn't know. I grew up during color TV. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just wanted to double check. I wanted to make sure the audience understood that, you know, this is all brand new for you. You know, color TV and I'm you know, very cell young. phones. I'm way too young. I, I think I just... I, what is there it? were 120 episodes. Uh, yeah, see, look at that. Off the cuff of my, you know... Good I job, Blackula. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, what else you got there, Mike? Well, Fox Studio really knows how to promote a project. <clears throat> Because the first action video of Quicksilver from X-Men Days of Future Past was seen in a Carl Jr. tie-in commercial. I saw it. It is horrible. Uh, whether the speed effect seen in the commercials is what, it, uh, is what to be found in the movie, that's still a mystery. But the commercial, for me, it does nothing to make me want to see the character in the film. Th th those commercials <laughs> haven't had me interested in the movie more than I normally am either. Yeah. Does, does that make you want to buy a burger? Uh, no, it actually made me never want to ever go to a Carl's Jr., which is what Hardee's here, I believe, or is it Arby's? There's a it's Hardee's, Carl Jr. I don't, I don't think Arby's is part of oh, that chain, okay. but it might be. I, yeah. I, don't I was about to say we in New York don't get this kind of love. No, we don't. Well, we, we don't get the Carl's Jr. But that has, has everyone seen the commercial? Have no, I have not. No. And it's it's not that it's a bad commercial. It's just it's a nothing commercial. Like to to realize the money that Carl's Jr. had to spend, you know, to get the rights to promote that through them. Versus the commercial that we got, just it couldn't possibly add up 
Basically, it's the guy who's playing Quicksilver and he's eating this whatever burger they're promoting, and a piece of bacon is falling over. And in his, you know, because he's Quicksilver, he's moving at normal speed, but everything is moving in slow motion. So he's, you know, eating it, picking stuff off the ground, going across um, the, the studio while to they're filming him juice. coming back. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then still having time to pick up that piece of bacon that's slowly falling down. And I'm slowly yeah. face palming right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it really is that bad. It's really cheesy. There's nothing there. But it was interesting, too, because I had read that Quicksilver is barely in the movie. Like, he has a particular point in the movie that they need him, but that was it. Like, like I think he, like, they basically needed somebody that could get in and get something really fast. And since, and since uh, Wolverine knew Quicksilver in the future, he went looking for him in the past. And that's pretty much just the use for him. It's not like he's a major player, and at least that's what I had just read. Do you think it was Fox's way of being like, well, Marvel's using Quicksilver? We want to use Quicksilver, Fox too. Fox denies that. That was actually part of the, the same... It was the producer that was talking about that. Producer's like, I'm saying that all those rumors that we were just being spiteful, that's not true. It was, you know, We had a reason for needing the character, and that was the reason. I'm like, bullshit. And, and, <laughs> bullshit. Even does a lewd hand gesture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, calling bullshit on that one. I call bullshit. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, and last piece of news. Uh, unfortunately, it's a sad piece of news. Mm-hmm. On a- on Tuesday, April 8th, James Brian Helwig, best known as the Ultimate Warrior uh, of WWF fame, yeah. died from still unknown causes. Although most believe the Ultimate Warrior died from a massive heart attack, an official coroner's statement has yet to be provided. The Warrior wrestled in the WWF from 87 to 91, and then again 92 to 96, with a brief stint in the WCW in 98. After being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame on April 5th, appearing at WrestleMania 30 on April 6th, and speaking on uh, WWE Raw on April 7th, reports say that the Warrior clutched at his chest and collapsed at about 5.50 uh, um, Pacific time while walking to his car with his wife in Scottsdale, Arizona, outside their hotel. He was rushed to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. He was only 54 years old. First off, props to you, Mike, for throwing that into the quick news. Gigi would be very happy about that. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's all part of the geekdom. I mean, the, the, the wrestling fans are still just as geeky as everybody else. Damn right. <laughs> if not more. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to say guys just around in a Speedo versus guys just around in Speedos with a cape. I don't see the difference. <laughs> <laughs> one's cosplay, one's foreplay. I mean, hey. <laughs> but, I mean, one thing I'll say about the Warrior was that, um, I mean, I, I don't want to get too much into the politics of all of it, but it was funny because he was so estranged from the company for so long that that's what, what kind of made the whole thing more eerie. He was away from the company for so long. They even made a DVD to talk bad about him hmm. on, only to, you know, find some way they, they kind of made amends to bring him back into the fold to him to have him be part of the Hall of Fame. And to, put a new DVD out. And put a new DVD out, kind oh, of cleaning wow. things up yeah. for him to die. Yeah. yeah, it was like he finally got to this big stage that everyone didn't never thought he'd get to. No one thought he'd get to um the stage with Vince McMahon and like at all the behind the scene politics, but this has been a huge guy and uh someone I, I actually loved a lot and it, it was shocking to see him go out that way. But one thing I'll say, at least he went out on top. Yeah, I'll say one thing also, if you listen to his speech the night before on Monday Night Raw, very prophetic. Yeah, now that was kind of scary prophetic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't have the direct quote here, but he was talking about, you know, when a man breathes his last... Basically, he says when a man breathes his last breath and he, if he's inspired people because of the things he's done in life, then, you know, it's more, um, you know, like um, that person will live forever because they have um, inspired people to remember him and right. they're doing things because of him. And I was like, wow. And, and the Warriors always spoke in very, like, kind of those weird kind of things. So for him to say that... And I was like, wow, that actually made kind of sense. And then for him to die the next day, I was like, 
this is just a little too weird for me. Yeah, no, it, was, it was something else. I was sad. And like, I'm not a huge wrestling follower now, but I mean, I remember the uh, the Ultimate Warrior from the '80s when he when he got his start. So yeah, that was just a kicker when I when I read that early morning. I think it was on Facebook, and I'm like, what? You know, it was just one of those. You just figured that had to be some like uh, internet hoax or something like that. But was it like a, a cup drop moment where like? Slow motion happens. You drop that cup. No. Nah. As, as you realize it, the, the cup shatters, and you're like, "Oh my god!" No. The other side is they're a wrestler. That's all the steroid age. It's not that big of a surprise either. You know. Well, I mean, they, I mean, a lot of them talk about they've done a lot of drugs. You're on the road. You're doing all these different things. So, you know, I mean, a lot, I mean, to Mike's point, yeah, they do talk about they've done a lot of things. But everybody even suspected him doing things that night. If you watch, wouldn't surprise me. Back in the limelight yeah. again. You know. Depends on how much of a party boy he probably was. Well, I mean, but he also, I mean, it could be, I mean, you know, we don't know. It could be anxiety. We know, because, you know, there's a lot of things that happen, you know, people don't know about how powerful anxiety is. Well, that's what it looked like when he came out. I initially just thought he came out on Monday Night Raw. I just thought, oh, wow, like he was excited to be out there. But um, later on, when when we found out he passed, I was speaking to my cousin about it, and he was just like, oh, well, you know, it's kind of, you know, it was foreshadowed with the way he looked in the ring, but it just looked like he was fatigued. He was excited to be back there and talk to his fans. But, uh, Uh, a lot of people said he was very sweaty looking mm-hmm. yeah, yeah he was as well yeah definitely but I mean but again it doesn't mean that could be drug or anything I mean that could have already just been the sign that his heart was having trouble you know pumping through the body and everything like that but it's just it's just so sad especially you know the young I mean these you know these aren't like you know some 80 year old wrestlers that are finally kicking the bucket I mean you know something along that line and from what I'm hearing I'm like warrior is dead but Hogan's alive and Hogan's like 61 <laughs> I don't think that's too old either. We'll, we'll take around to everyone's <laughs> folks and see if they think that's an old age. Well, then again, we're talking about a wrestler who actually put out a porn a couple of years ago. So and was caught on tape doing something. So let's just go there. He's kind of alive and well. I yeah. don't have any question well, about him. But, you know, the thing is, I remember when I first heard someone talking about, like, there was a Hogan porn. I assume they meant his daughter. Oh, no. <laughs> and then when they were. No one no, wants to see her. I Trust no, me. I'll the, tell you but that. But the, then the freaky part is and they were just like, yeah, I couldn't believe Hulk Hogan. So, of course, my mind was still stuck on my first thought. And I'm like, oh, my God, the sex tape with Hulk Hogan and his daughter. Wow. <laughs> Things got really twisted in your head. Yeah, I was just like, and no one seemed very yeah. outraged about they, this. Thank you, Ralph. You read my mind. I'm like, where's the bell? I'm like, no one got outraged about this. What the hell? You know, <laughs> Father and daughter love. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's just nasty, but shudder. yeah. So why wow, it's funny how your brain went there, but yeah. Well, all right, well, rest in peace, Ultimate Warrior, and hopefully, Absolutely. you know, all the fans, you know, get to enjoy, you know, because then they're gonna be doing tributes from what I from what I hear. WWE is gonna be doing a four a four part a four oh, part wow. tribute to him, and, and Raw is gonna be a big tribute to him. Raw's gonna be a big tribute. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so. Wow. Oh, that's cool. well, he'll, be, he'll be able to snap into a Slim Jim up in the sky with his uh, his fellow wrestlers. Oh, oh. Love Macho. Love Macho. Leave Macho alone. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you can't even fucking respect the dead, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're respected enough. So now that is my quick news. Anyone else have anything to add on? I dare you. Anybody. This week, I actually have nothing. Oh, thank God. What about we, you, we'll Ralph? Give him, we'll give him alcohol earlier in the next time. Wow. <laughs> what about you, Ralph? What do you got? Do I ever have news? Come on. You had news once. I think just last week. What was that? Like, was that, was the you sky really falling we, that Did day? you really think we listened? Yeah. Do you I, even I listen to like our podcast when, when we're done, Ralph? Huh? Do you even listen to our podcast? Like, I listen to so much, man. It's like, I, I feel like I dream it too. Is this a dream? Yes. Is this real? Yes. The, the van is still falling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. So let's move to segment one of the podcast. Um, reason why I brought Steve on is because you know, I mean, Mike, Ralph, and I, we all love video games. It's kind of what makes a geek a geek. I think. 
now in, in, in this day and age, there's a part of you that plays video games, whether it's um, Legends of Zelda or Grand Theft Auto or, for my case, Pong. Uh, or Flappy Birds on your phone. Uh, I, was, I was about to say Candy Crush, but that just hurts my soul. Oh, please, no Candy Crush. It's not, uh, it's not a game. That's a, like a pastime. Flappy Birds? No, no, Candy Crush. Oh. Flappy Bird, actually, there's, there's some kind of mechanic that is gaming-like. Gaming like because that game was so freaking irritating that people were threatening to kill the guy who created it. Also, the guy, really? who, also yes. the guy who created it, took the pipes from Mario Brothers yeah. and actually put that um, in his game. So he was actually sued, and you know he was. Uh, it was never put out there that he was officially sued by Nintendo, but uh, the word on the streets is basically they kind of were like, yeah, cease and desist. Yeah, but he, they he, just gave him the the katana and was like, uh, just do yourself in. He made <laughs> he made fifty thousand in one day. With that little ad that ah, he had on there. Jeez. Wait, 50,000 in one day? Yes, sir. All the downloads that he had. I can believe it. What? And That's then he crazy. called it quits, and then he came back again. Yep. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Actually, all jokes aside, before I, ask Steve, uh, before I begin with Steve-O, guys, what was the first um, video game system you ever owned? Atari. Which oh, one? Actually, which, sorry. which Atari? <laughs> there was, yeah, there was, was 2,600, there's there a couple of different versions. The Atari was the first one in our apartment, in our home. Um, that was, was the actual Atari. You had to drop quarters in it too. He, he, <laughs> had the, about. he had the prototype before, like before they even let it out to the market. He's like, "Here, little Michael, I want you to play this game." <laughs> what accent is that? I don't know what the hell that was. It was like a Middle Eastern Italian accent. I thought it was Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded just as good, but no, um, no. I mean, the first one that we had in our, our house was the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. The first one I personally owned was the original ColecoVision. Wow. Oh, ColecoVision was dope. Oh, that was like the high end back then. Wasn't you know? ColecoVision? Didn't I have Smurfs? That game? Yes. We yeah. went over to our, I, our mother's even house. Even then, I would never friends. played it. I, but I was big on Centipede and a few other games that they were really known for. Because their Centipede really was almost exactly like the arcade. Yeah. Centipede. Oh, my God. Think, think how simple these games were back then. And they were so much fun. Centipede, I mean, Pong, Galaga. Space Invaders. Yep. Okay, just shoot the shoot the aliens up in the sky as they come closer to you slowly, and then they'll shoot back at you once in a while. Boom. Exactly. Or Pac-Man. You are a yellow thing that's running away from people until you get your power. And then you could chase them down, the ghosts down, for a limited time. <laughs> it's like when you think of the, the simplicity of the logic and the logic behind the games, you're like, we were fucking morons, but we loved it. But yeah. they were good games. I mean, that's the whole thing. A lot of games don't have to be complicated to be good. I think about it. The, the games, I'm not talking about like the, the now games where, you know, where you're talking about 3D effects and everything. I'm talking about games that are just fun and still remembered. We're talking about Space Invaders. We're talking about Centipede. And everybody, I, I guarantee you, even 20-year-olds know these games. Mm -hmm. Not saying that they even love them, but they know them. Or how about another one? Tetris. Another simple game. Blocks of, what, four different shaped blocks? Or six, six. of the most? Six. Maybe six. You know, you know rotate, turn, Square, fall. L, yeah, there was the T, big Q. Yeah, the Z-looking one. The big, the big one. Square, L, T. The two different Zs. And just the block. And the block. The right. Square. Yeah, square. Yeah. So it's four. Yeah, so it was four. Okay. Oh, four. Wow. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, think about that game. It still holds up. There's it's still games simple. based off of Tetris. Like I, I, I play um, Doctor Mario Slidris. Actually, I really <laughs> Slidris. Slidris is a lot of fun. I, I love I love mental games like that. Sounds though. like something you do on prom. I'm saying <laughs> Slidris. Slidris baby. <laughs> Thank you, Ralph. <laughs> yeah, my first system was the NES. 
the, Super, the Nintendo. The Nintendo Entertainment System. The is original. Awesome. N- Wait, the NES TLES? <laughs> Nestle makes the very best? <laughs> <laughs> it's the one with the cartridges that you put in and then you, you push it down. We and called that an 8-track player. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it, was, it was like, no matter whose, whose house you ever went to, like if the game ever froze, everybody, you always see them doing the same thing where they would take it out and blow, blow it. Blow on it. Blow on it. Oh my yeah. God. You have to do it with all those systems. I, I was like, Universal. What, what the hell? Was it like dust particles such a big thing that yeah. interrupting the signal? Like, dust was bigger in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick cap story right here, and Stephen can attest to this. When, when Steve and I were like, um, I mean, we were younger. Like when, when NES first came out, we finally bought it. We were happy to, ha- to own it. Well, the and Flintstones had it next to you, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah, but playing. Wow. <laughs> anyway, everybody and their mother had an NES but me, and of course, you know, Joey, who's on the show, always had shit before us. So you know, he would always bring it over, and we're like, damn, we want one of those. So we finally got one. Um, the funny part is that what Ralph's talking about the dust. If you don't, if you ever played a game, the games didn't freeze all the time. If you didn't de-dust them, they would have lines yeah, on the screen. So I had lines on my screen. I was about to take back my Nintendo, and my parents weren't very tech savvy, so they were like, "Well, I don't know what the fuck that is. It's messed up. Oh man, it's, it's ruined." And I'm like, "No, I'll still play with it with the lines." And the lines got worse and worse and worse. And then finally, somebody taught me. You just blow in the game. I'm like, "That's fucking archaic." And they're like, "No, blow in it to find out." And uh, <sighs> Boom. Oh, my God, it works. I don't have to return it. And a generation was born. (laughs) (laughs) And now, if any, it's like some people, um, one of my older cousins, right? I gave him my old PlayStation 2, right? And the game froze. Tell me how he takes the disc out. Ain't tried to blow on it. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fucking hilarious. That's great. I'm like, no, the game's not playing because the disc is all scratched up. It's like, but what if I blow on it? That's not going to do anything. No, sir. Without scratchy and spitty. (laughs) (laughs) Scratching, blowing, spitting. Oh god, it just sounds like a really horrible Saturday night. <laughs> Slidress. I was about to say that. That's a couple of them. Yeah. If that's your Saturday night, I think we call that rape. <laughs> no, no, a no's got to be involved in that. A no or a no, like oh. no, like the opposite <laughs> of yes. Stop. Or roofies. Are you the kind of guy that goes to like a supermarket, buys uh, some chains, a pack of ice, a hammer, and a pack of condoms? What the fuck? <laughs> that is a very interesting purchase. That I do is not that your that. Saturday night there, Ralph? No, that's my Monday through Wednesday. Oh, very nice. It sounded very descriptive. <laughs> by, by Saturday, it's built. <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, what I'll say is, um, Ralph, what was the first game you ever had? Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Did you finish it um, fast enough, or was it like three months behind you, all your other cousins finished it, and then you finished it? Well, because, you know, I was uh, I was still like four years old when I first got it, you know? And I, I wasn't used to um, playing the game. So it's like, when you know, you hold down the B button and like he runs faster. Right. And then like you press A, you jump and whatever. It's like, I could never get the timing right. And I always get hit by either one of the shells or, or like the, the mushroom guys, you know? Ah, those shells and those mushrooms. So, so I could never really get oh, past Goombas. like the first level. The Goombas, yeah. Damn. Oh my and, God. And then I would see my brother playing. He'd be like, oh, doop, doop. Yeah, there you go. And I'm like, why can't I do that? Because your brother was older and his hand-eye coordination was a little bit better than yours. Yeah, and it's like the controller was big in my hands. So I'm like, what the hell? I couldn't could even press both buttons at the same time. Oh, yeah. I remember having that oh, problem. Yeah. And Mike, what was the first game you had for ColecoVision? Do you remember? Uh, that would have been Centipede. Oh, what's the, oh so Centipede. Oh, so you went. Yeah, Centipede was did the first game. Did it come with thing. the game or you bought it? I'm trying to remember if it did. It was a Christmas thing. So it was there when the game was there. So I'm not sure if that would have been the case. Because I think then the only thing that really came with the games were just... I mean, it was probably some crappy game that came with it. It definitely wasn't Centipede. And I'm trying to think of what... I know there were other games with that. I just can't think of what it was. But uh, but the first one definitely that I, I knew I wanted was Centipede. But that's also when video games used to come with two controllers. 
Actually, no. right? often, yeah. often four. Yeah. I think they usually initially came with four. Well, not, I mean, not the later systems. Like, right. From well, Atari, on, I think, came with four, I think. I think. If you were nice or if you had that money, yeah. Because I, 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 yeah, I had two. I only had two. But I think the 2600, I thought it came with four. But maybe it only did come with two. Or maybe it came with, with, with two of the joysticks and two of the round, the, 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 the turnings. I hated those. Well, no, the turning stuff wouldn't have existed when the, the original Atari came out. Uh, that's what I had. I had the that. original Atari? Yeah. With the turning? No. For, for the one for Pong. It, you didn't have to use a joystick. You used it, it. It turned it so it could move the Pong lever up and down. Hmm. I mean, I remember it, but I thought it came out a little bit later. Be glad you were not exposed to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We, we had... Because my, my sister had the turning knob one, but I thought... That was later. Maybe it was at the same time. I what Mike would real, really wanted to say was, I thought that was for losers. <laughs> <laughs> for losers. As, no, the games are for losers. Did anyone ever have to play uh, E.T. on Atari? Oh, fuck. I hate These little e. mashable. I mean, it just looks like these turds <laughs> just on the God screen. that was before my time. Wait, there is literally a landfill somewhere in Vegas where <laughs> there is a full of these E.T. games. They apparently, it, the game did so bad that oh. literally they took the games and threw them in a land. Oh, they, they needed to. They needed to. That's probably where Hoffa is. <laughs> wow. Hoffa, <laughs> <laughs> E.T. game. Nobody will find them. Hey, oh, hey, oh. And then you make fun of my accent? Come on. <laughs> my shit is better than yours, sure. bro. I'm, I'm not even sure what that accent was. But the, the, the only thing is that you figure if he's underneath all of those video games, that he must have turned to oil due to all the weight of all the AOL discs that he's crushed <laughs> under. <laughs> oh, the AOL discs. Well, well done. Is, is it, by the way, does anyone else find it weird that when you run into someone, it's like, oh, yeah, here's my email address, da 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 at AOL.com. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm you're, like you're a barbarian. Whoa, is this 30 years ago? Where the hell did you come from? I'm still one of them. Really? Oh, my God. That is yeah. horrible. Well, well, it's not my primary, but yeah, I still have it. It's like that. Wow. That, the, the email you give to people you really don't want to give your email to, but you don't want to give a fake email because you know they'll figure that one out. Oh, you give, give them a fat girl. Hey. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, you know, you want to hang out? Yeah, sure. And, and most of the time, they're dumb enough with that. Oh, AOL.com. They don't even pay attention to it. So Wow. AOL. So when you go home, do you, you hear that? <laughs> no, no, shit! <laughs> Thank God I have Ethernet. Well, getting back to do you want to play a game? Oh God, <laughs> dial-up was so horrible. Getting back to video games. Um, what I was gonna say was Stephen and I, you know, growing up together. One thing is when you have siblings. See, I know Mike, you, you and your you and your sibling were like so many years apart. Twelve you guys, years. You guys I'm twelve share. years younger. If you ever listen to this podcast, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mike sis. Sorry about that. I didn't want to throw ages out there. I just knew that Mike had a different experience because he didn't have to share things with you like that. She had to share them with me. That was worse. Think about that. Oh, <laughs> I know about that. Yeah, exactly. I know about that. Yeah. <laughs> and Ralph, you were younger than. Wait, how much younger are you than your brother, Ralph? Only three years. So you guys had to share things, also. Yeah. Okay. So Steve, well, it was more like I would get his hand me downs. Ah. So he yes. get the new stuff, and I just get the broken down stuff. And then you fixed it and made it better. That's right. That's why I became rough to tech. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, well, Stephen and I, you know, we, we came from, you know, you know, middle class family, but middle class holding on to their money. So they're like, all right, we're going to buy one system. You two have to share. We know you don't like each other. It's a five year difference. Deal. So and they, they knew they had to hide all the sharp weapons. We're Puerto Rican and we are we were young <laughs> and we wanted it to ourselves. So, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we had Atari, the first one, but the one I remember always, like, I, I remember having Atari, but the one I have good memories of is Nintendo, the first oh, Nintendo. Oh, the best memories. But it's funny that, that, that video games have changed so much from then to now. Yeah. I even, I remember the, the difference between Atari quality and arcade quality yeah. was so vast, and now yeah. you look at games, 
I mean, you don't have arcades anymore, but you know. Yeah, I was about to say arcades have kind of gone away. Yeah, you got to go to I mean, Japan for those. Now you look at it, you can actually play, you know, those all those old generation systems on your phone if you wanted to. Yeah, the emulators and things that they have yeah. now are yep. insane. But what I don't understand though is that with the with the um, absence of arcades, where are teenagers supposed to go and smoke their joints? <laughs> I don't smoke joints, so you know. I You're also not that. a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a teenager for X amount of years, so. and I plead the fifth. <laughs> he's like oh they go to oh never mind <laughs> exactly. what? Oh, no. that's not where they go where they go is oh wait I can't answer that yeah, I know, no, do you know more. the password <laughs> regarding you know more password can't tell you anything with the teenagers nowadays if I ever walked up to a place and they were like do you know the password I would just be like do you know how to spell password <laughs> <laughs> to, to be it, clear it's, it's PA, PA dollar sign dollar sign no. <laughs> no let me go look at spell check on my phone <laughs> Do you well, know how to spell phone? <laughs> <laughs> well, now all these kids have their cell phones and Starbucks and all this shit. And it, it, it's, it, that's really where it goes. You see them hanging out in Union Square, hanging out, you know, with their tablets and whatnot out. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a totally different and, thing. And, and I just realized what the transition is because before it was arcade to home councils. Now you have home councils comparative to the mini councils on either phones or on like right. the PS um, Vita Vista whatever the fuck that shit is yeah PlayStation Vita 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 yeah, Vita, the, yeah. Where it's just so, so those are the two comparable things now where you look you know so I mean the reason one of the reasons why we brought you on the show was you know we wanted to talk about the games that nerds are interested in now I remember growing up Legend of Zelda if you were a nerd, you played Legend of Zelda. Absolutely, you rocked it, and it was all about the puzzle, the, the puzzle aspect, and the secrets, and finding things here and there. And it was so simplistic, but once again, such an entertaining game. Well, what was the arcade one? I used to love playing it. I was horrible at it, but um, you could play four people at a time. And it was, Gauntlet, yeah, that was Gauntlet. it. Because wow. I, I was always the wizard, which was often followed by the words. The wizard is dying. <laughs> I, I would put my quarter in. The wizard is dying. I'm like, what the fuck? Does he owe someone money? <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Mike. So so I, I always out of a group before, you always picked to be the oldest one in the group? Well, I, got, well, I, I got the one that I was left with. So I got to, I got to like the wizard. What is it? You, you watch Dungeons and Dragons. You're like, you know, I want to be the, the, the dungeon master, but I guess another thing is a wizard, so I'll be that. Hey, I used to play Dungeons & Dragons, but I was never the dungeon master. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you brought that up because one of the things I, I, Steve and I were talking about before the show were games that have that aspect of Dungeons & Dragons, but in a video game form. And I kind of knew you played it. Oh, Dungeons and Dragons was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I wasn't hardcore. I mean, my the friends I played with in college, they were they had been doing it since they were kids. I mean, I didn't play it until college, but it, it's Did you just, own a robe? Uh, no, 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 no. But uh, I was, but I was, no, no, no. We you hesitated. Just, I don't know. You borrowed some. No, no, no. We we were we were way too uh, collegiately inebriated <laughs> to have bothered well all that. Well so he was shit faced drunk, is what he's trying to say. Yes, <laughs> you can't buy ears when you're, when you're you, buying forties. You, you were lucky if we were only drunk. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but we weren't in our right mind. But um, but no, we used to have a great time playing. And it was, I was actually just talking to uh, one of my best friends from those days just recently, and it, it was just funny because I'm just sitting there. I'm like, hey, do you remember that guy that was the wizard? Because I was actually a cleric, um, and I was this cleric that worshipped the cat goddess and. But I was anachronistic, so I was always um, like, even though it was set back in the old days, I would always be in a cave somewhere watching TV because I, I had a hookup <laughs> with the gods, um, so that I would have to be dragged in. But um, but you know, once the thing about Dungeons and Dragons, it's it's what's amazing about it is that before we get into the video game thing, is that there are no visuals. Right. You know, it's it's just someone telling you you're about to walk into a cave, 
and there's a large form in the back. You know, and, you know, someone's be like, oh, I light a torch. And then you're like, you see, it's a dragon. And, you know, now you're just like, it's amazing that once you start on these journeys that it, they become real, not in the crazy sense that I, we believe it's real, but they become real enough that telling me there's a dragon, you, your heart actually does jump. And you're just like, holy shit, what do we do now? You know, but there was one of our one of our campaigns where we did run into a dragon and um, there had been I think there was five of us that had been playing together for a little while. And this this guy had just joined our campaign recently. We let him in. He was a friend of somebody's, and he was this crazy magician and he wasn't really good at the game. I mean, he knew the game. He just wasn't good at it. So that is the case. And so our dungeon master's like, there is a four headed dragon in the room with you. What do you do? And the, the, the magician's just like. The, the magician runs and attacks it. We're like, we all jump and pummel the magician to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and we then he rolls and it's like, nope, that's not gonna happen. No, he he got beaten oh. almost to death. <laughs> <laughs> we all rolled against him. <laughs> the dragon was quite amused, actually. I think that was, that was one of the comments. <laughs> the dungeon master goes, and then the dragon cackled and said, "Ah, you guys are funny. I'm gonna leave you guys alone." <laughs> it was almost like that. It was just one of those things where I think the dragon was so taken aback by what we did, it was just kind of like, eh, "You can just go by." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna allow this because you guys are amusing <laughs> <laughs> and evidently crazy. You, know. you have my permission to go by. Oh, and my impersonations are bad. What the hell? That's a perfect bane. I don't know a perfectly fuck it's to a deaf mute. <laughs> <laughs> you have my permission to die. And now we apologize to all the deaf mutes out there that love our podcast so much because they, because they listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what I was going to say was, okay, so video games have kind of evolved so much. And, and the fact that, you know, Mike brought it to Dungeons and Dragons. It's funny how now, you know, we don't have to imagine visuals or imagine what storytelling is. The video games are so pristine in their graphics and, and, and they're so, like, great in the things. They, they're almost cinematic with the way they break down video yeah. games. That, yeah, you know, are. now they kind of, like, I mean, they take away some things from your imagination, but they give your eyes such great eye candy. What video games are out there for the nerds now um, that, that you've seen that people kind of gravitate towards and have a very strong following? Well, it's actually funny that you guys bring up, uh, well, Cap, you bring up uh, Link and, uh, and Zelda and whatnot and Dungeons and Dragons. Well, Dark Souls is the perfect melding of those two worlds. Basically, I've heard of Dark Souls, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, a dark fantasy game. Think of like um, your Lord of the Rings a little bit darker than even that. Um, and take that with your, your Legends of Zelda's and your Dungeons and Dragons, you get Dark Souls. They put you in this world, you're this man, even though you can change your sex in the game, which is funny, but you start off as this man who's cursed, and when you get this curse, you're pretty much compelled to go to this world. How you get to this, other, to this world, it depends on which game you play. They have these ways you get to this realm. When you get to this realm, basically, you find out that you're cursed and you're compelled to, to complete these tasks, but the more you go along... Uh, things aren't really this game doesn't hold your hand it doesn't explain everything to you outright it kind of lets you come up with your own assumptions for nice. things so the lore is pretty much in the game and you have to go in there as much lore as you want um is as much as you it's all in your effort you pretty so, much so have to basically you have to figure shit out so so if you're walking near something and you're like i wonder if that's gonna attack me it's not going to say, hey, this animal is this. Well, that's Watch another cool that. thing. It's very community-based. So the, the developers didn't put anything in there for you to know that's going to that's gonna come. But there's things that you could put in, which I'll get to later. You can put signs on the ground. Being in a multiplayer universe, this game's also in. You can also put signs down for other players in the game. So I can, with my 
what they call a soapstone. It's kind of like a big piece of freaking chalk, basically. Okay. And you can write on the ground, and this message traverses through all the other realms, and other players can see this. So, so if this I is see a it, massive uh, multiplayer online It's game? not even really a massive oh. multiplayer online game. It's, it's interesting because it's a single-player experience, and you start off with just your character in your realm. So think of Legend of Zelda. When you're Link, you're in that world. It's only you in that environment. Oh, okay. Um, but in this game, it's only you in that environment. But it also lets you know early in the game that you're linked to other realms. So there's other players who are cursed out there who are like you in their own realm, in their own dimension. And of oh, course, nerds, we know a lot about other dimensions and stuff like right. that. Yeah, we love that. We love that shit. And that's what it is. Oh, you cool. can put something down. And I'll put a sign down, and hopefully somebody else in another realm can see my warning about that upcoming oh, villain. Wow. See, that cool. wouldn't work for me, because if that was a killer tree, all I would put on the ground is, touch the tree for luck. They, <laughs> you see a lot of that in the game as well, and that's the fun of it. You can interpret it as what you want. You can read it and go, mm, I'm going to trust this guy and go for it. But also you can rate it. So depending on how high the rating is, um, most of the time you, you would go, if it's been rated 48 times, you'd go, okay, it's been rated a lot. Apparently, a lot of per people took this guy's advice. I'm going to follow. Okay. I guess also, too, if you happen to be walking by a tree in a forest and it has really sharp teeth and is carrying a club, pretty much no matter what the <laughs> sign says, I'm going to be skeptical. <laughs> as, as you should be, because everything in this game kills you. You never oh, know. Nice. It could be a nice tree that's going to point you in the right way. I'll point, yeah, point. I'll, <laughs> yell, I'll, yeah, I'll yell my email address over to it. You, know? <laughs> you can't catch me at AOL.com. <laughs> And, and to this, this game, that, that's the basics of what it's about. You're going through, you're, you're creating your own experience, but you're also looking at the law and trying to figure out why you're in this world. But what makes it really um, interesting is it's not a handheld experience. It's not an experience where you can just jump in there with your friends and uh, dig in. It's kind of, uh, they make you have to explore how to find out how to interact with other people. They make you find out how you have to defeat other characters. Everything is an investigation. And, and, just oh, to, wow. just, and just to clarify, what kind of creatures are in this? Because you talk about Link and, and Dungeons and & Dragons and how you tied it into this game. What kind of creatures are, can you find in this game? Mostly undead. The, most of the characters you come across are supposed to be people who came to this world who were cursed like yourself. We're going out. The whole thing is uh, about souls. Souls is currency in the game, as well as um, what your main goal is. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for souls to empower yourself and become a more powerful character. Um, and in this realm, it's more so for actually being a more powerful person. The more souls you have, just like being a rich person, more money you have, more power you have. Um, oh, that's nice. kind of the way it is, except souls is used to uh, enrich the person themselves, to empower the person and make them... But uh, these characters are... Believe me, I know about collecting souls. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a Black Doom sighting. There we go. <laughs> but you have, you have a, a, lot of, a lot of undead things. And the things you see out there, that makes it interesting if you really pay attention. Are there any tanks? Will Ralph be okay? <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for tanks, probably not. If there's no tanks, this game does not interest me. <laughs> you, you'd probably despise it then. A lot of sword play. That's the, the other A lot thing. of sword play, a lot of dragons. From what that I sounds like one of your Saturday you Night's Cap. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of sword play. Double-fisted sword. There we go. <laughs> he said it was a broadsword, but it was really just a parry knife. <laughs> and what you said earlier about um, uh, in Dungeons and Dragons with um, being part of this uh, this cat lords, uh, you, you pray to this cat lord. It's another thing. They have like these deities in the game that are, are these gods, and these gods are like factions that you can join. So that it, it makes it even Stop. more interesting. Stop. Yeah, yeah. What is my faction called? <laughs> I don't even think, well, they would have to, Doom would probably be part of, they have a blood covenant. That's actually uh, something that would uh, 
be right up his alley, if you will. They don't have an egocentric um, <laughs> faction. This there's, game already bores me. There's, there's a lot of people who speak down to you in the game, so I guess he'd fucking fit right in. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so, 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 so it's, but it has that medieval feel. So the time, the, the time it's set in is very like medieval. Yeah, it's a, it's a mix because you'll see armor and and things from a lot of different ages so you'll see like a conquistador kind of armor okay you'll see a knight's kind of armor you see a mage's kind of ar- like you'll see all these different sets so it's not really clear in if this is a specific time frame but the lore and the 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 world they're trying to to make is is kind of melding all of these together and it, in a very interesting way i have to say it's it's mm-hmm. something i i would say every gamer should at least try and i will give you a warning now if you like easy games, don't even come near this game. You're going to hate it. But now, what system is this on? Or what uh, systems are they on? Pretty much anyone that's relevant right now. If you have a current generation console like PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and it's coming out for PC, you can get um, one, which is out for all of them. Okay. And part two is currently out, but um, the PC version is soon to come. Okay. And what about iOS? Uh, I mean, yeah, or should say OS? Uh, no, they don't have any. Put it this way. It's like um, Mac? Is nothing for Mac? Nothing. Oh, uh, actually, Mac, I'm not sure. I don't hear anything. Uh, they haven't put anything out for Mac. Okay. But um, yes, they just said PC, PC uh, 360, and uh, PlayStation 3. But And they wow. haven't even got next gen. That's what the interesting thing is. This game so came they haven't done PS4 or Xbox One? No, that's what a lot of gamers are surprised about. This game is very popular. Um, it had basically the original game was called uh, Demon Souls. It was out specifically for uh, PlayStation. Then they were like, okay, you know, just like a company, they're like, well, we have people on the Xbox side who are kind of interested in this game too. Why don't we make it cross-platform? That was very successful for them, and nice. they came out with this this uh, second Dark Souls edition. Uh, but but one thing, one more thing, I'll say before we move on to another game. Um, you said you know if you're looking for an easy game, it's not an easy game. Also, if you are scared of certain things, you should not play this game. Correct. Oh yeah, that's a shout out to my cousin. That was the cap taking a jab at our our dear cousin. Um, sounds who's... like the cap taking a jab at himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, oh. But uh, I think the cap takes a jab at himself probably every day. <laughs> God. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, if, if you don't like, uh, it's not a horror game per se, but it's a very startling game. Um, Another thing that makes the game startling is it's very dark atmosphere. Um, you don't know what's coming around the corner. Like I said, it reminds me of like video games, uh, dungeon crawling video games, a la a Link or a um, man. They had a Dungeon Dragons game for like Nintendo and a bunch of other consoles that it kind of reminds me of. The coolest thing out of all of them, though, is invading somebody's world. This can scare the crap out of somebody and ruin their day. So let's say Mike's in his world enjoying his day in uh, Dark Souls. La, 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 <laughs> exactly. La, 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 la. And... I decide I want to be a dick that day. So there's another stone that you could put down or another amulet that you can use that you can pretty much summon yourself into a person's world as, a, as an enemy. Oh, wow. It, it, gate, it, <laughs> it, gate, it like uh, cloud gates off their exits and basically you're stuck in that area until you defeat that person or until you die. Wait, wait which person is that, stuck so in the that So the invading person. So the, the invader oh, wow. either has to defeat you or you have to defeat the invader. Has to be so defeated. if you're, in, you're if Mike's in his realm and you decide I want to be a dick, you can go into Mike's realm and you disguise yourself as an enemy and you basically lock. Oh, him not off. even disguise. It's it's well known what you are because it announces it to like in Mike it announced saying um, Steve O has entered your dark spirit. Steve O has entered your world. Oh, I'm afraid that ain't going to be good for Steve O. <laughs> Them gators haven't been fed in years. <laughs> and and that, and that's another way of griefing. You can also get cooperative uh, play. 
much the same way. So it's great. You could just walk through, mind your business, and get stabbed But now what happens if you get killed, though? Like, you're the invader, you get killed. Now what happens to your regular game? Your regular game, you go right back to your realm. So oh. you're in your own realm. You you're go pre- back with a big loser sign? <laughs> no, well, <laughs> my ass got kicked in Mike's realm. No, no, <laughs> well, and all no I got it. was this damn <laughs> t-shirt. Damn, he beat me to the joke. Uh, <laughs> he sends those out as soon as it happens. Like, oh, here you go, another t-shirt. Send it to Steve. Well, the, the first thing, uh, at being the invader, you can't specifically go into anyone's world. So I couldn't go into Mike's directly but anyone who's in that area can get invaded so oh, kind of wow. just take me and go okay you're gonna invade this person's random world could be mike's could be caps could be ralph's could be anyone's so they'll throw me into whoever's an online play in their random world to try to destroy them now the cool thing is uh the invader kills the the guy who owns the world you get you amass a great amount of souls and uh, sometimes you get like a, a little you know, here, thanks for playing. You know, here, we'll give you something extra. Now, what happens to the person then that lost? And I mean, per- meaning if you were the invadee, yeah. what uh, happens to your game now? Oh, you got to, you basically die, you lose all your souls, and you got to start from wherever they have these checkpoints called bonfires. Oh, that kind of sucks. You got to go all the way back to your bonfire, well, no souls. Wow, that really sucks because when you really think about it, it's not like you, you were just, like you said, going about your day, and then suddenly you're like, I'm not that good of a player. You run into someone that's a really good player, they beat your ass. And you're just going, for no reason now, I'm behind where I was. Yes. <laughs> you know? That reminds me of, of DC, um, DC Universe, when you first start playing. Oh, you get your ass kicked. That just reminds me of my growing up years <laughs> in West Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the store. <laughs> but, um, and... Has, um, has you ever heard of, of Dark Souls servers being hacked, of, of people who got their ass kicked and just want to find out who was it? <laughs> no, I haven't. But I know there's a lot of hackers out there in the Dark Souls universe in general. Um, they've made it purposely hard, difficult to find out. You know who it was. You can look at their gamer tag if you're on Xbox Live or whatever your handle is on PSN. You can look at their handle and see who that person is, and that'll pop up on your. Um, there's like a on the friends list in Xbox. You actually have something where it's like, oh, recently uh, played players. So that'll be on your recently um, played players list. And you can find that person really if you want oh, to go okay. out and, so, and hawk them down. But the whole thing is, if your guy dies, he does all that. But you still have an opportunity to get your stuff back. Because where you died, there's going to be a blood stain there. And your souls will stay there. He amassed souls from doing what he did for his evil deed. But your souls stay there. You could, If you can get back to your souls and obtain them... You don't lose them. Oh, okay. So but you lost so what they call like it gets. Oh, it's like depth. Minecraft. Yeah, but it, it gets in depth as humanity being a human or undead. There's there's perks to each. There's a lot of explanation what okay. it goes to. But yeah, you know, just hitting you guys with the base. Oh, okay, that's not so bad then. All right, all right. So that that sounds like a very nerdific game, especially when people think about nerds. They think about oh yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm always think about like games like that. But I mean, there's such an interest in other games now. I mean, you know, obviously you have your football lovers, you have your sports lovers, and then you have people like Mike and Ralph who love them some once upon a time. And, you know, There's nothing are, wrong with that. Uh-uh. I am a grown man that likes fairy tales. What the fuck? You're a grown man who likes comic books. <laughs> You're a grown man that sits around cheering on wrestlers of other grown men in tights. Point number two. Ralph, do you have a good point, Dad? <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Two was enough. Well, well, I was doing a segue saying for people who like that kind of stuff, I understand that there's a game out there now that's really popular that has that whole aspect in mind as well. Yes. Uh, the Wolf Among Us. Um, Telltale Games has put out uh, games like Wolf Among Us. Um, previously, The Walking Dead, Sam and Max. I mean, it. it the... The lineage goes on. These guys are great at Wait, Sam and Max, the private detectives? Sam and Max, the private detectives? Yes, the dog I used to read the their, bunny. Yeah, I used to read their comics back in the uh, the mid to late 80s. 
They were really, really funny back then. Yeah, I believe they're Telltales as well. Um, there's a lot of Telltale games that was apparently mostly no, no, a no, PC tell, thing. Telltale games. What makes this game, these type of games, different than other games? Narrative. It's ba- uh, narrative based. So basically, it's more about the experience of your characters and his, his, their interactions, he or she, with these other characters and building relationships, um, having conversations. And it's very dialogue heavy, but it's also decision based. Uh, if you played Mass Effect, anyone, um, it's very much, you know, Mass Effect had their inspiration from that talking to people you have your choice people will remember your choices that you've made so be careful what you, you say because that person may come back and that could be an ally and you might have messed it up so, or you might have said something so good. in the video game basically if i if i go up to ralph's character and i see ralph and he goes well what are you gonna tell ralph fuck you ralph fuck you and you and your fucking drums and i walk away if i see ralph later on in the video game hmm. is ralph will remember that and if it's a part of the game where i might need something from ralph yeah his character he won't give say, it to me as opposed you. Exactly. Wow, you took the words out of my mouth. Exactly. <laughs> He'll just flip flip you off, or depending on how they want that character to respond, there's a, a couple of ways you can go, a couple of routes that that person will react based on your decision. Okay. So, so that's Telltale's niche of that. That's their very game much. niche. That's what they do. Very much. But they're also very episodic, right? I mean, like it's yes. like every game, like as you complete a certain amount and then you go into another story part of it. Yeah, I wouldn't call it. It's a. I wouldn't call it bite size, but yeah, it's a, it's enough to keep you going. So. Per se, to complete any of these experiences, whether it was The Walking Dead or The Wolf Among Us, if you really grind it out, it can be done in an hour and a half, oh, wow. two hours. And exactly, it gives you just enough for that night. But replayability is also great because you, maybe you said something you didn't want to say. But one thing I love about these games, you just can't take that back. It's like real life. You can't just go, oh, well, I'm just going to stop him. No, you would have to go back and go back to your save file and do everything over again. I was just about to ask you, like, I mean, you would have to just start basically from the beginning or at least the... Oh, that's pretty good. And that's what I love about it. They oh. they make you stick to your decisions. And at first, for me, being a person who I'm a Libra, I'm very indecisive. Um, I, I'm like, oh, I really don't know if I want to make the decision, what it's going to affect later. But actually sticking to a decision, whether you want to or not, and seeing it out fully and seeing where that leads to is the joy in most of these games. Nice. It sounds really good. Okay. So tell me about this Wolf Among Us game, because now you told us about the Telltale games and their niche and how they how they go about, you know... Um, you know how they became popular what is the wolf among us about how does that tie into once upon a time <laughs> well it's a actual it's an interesting twist on the once upon a time thing basically in this game um you're playing as all these fairy tale fairy tale characters so think of the big bad wolf three little pigs snow white um all these characters are in this game and they were in their own fairy tale land their own world um basically their fairy tale land was supposed to be a real world a real realm and they've kind of um they had there was a mass exodus of that world that I've been trying to learn more and, and look at the lore about the reason of them evacuating and they start talking about it and hitting well, points. Well, it's it's based on Bill Willingham's fables. Yes, so it's based on a comic book itself. So it's not like it's just its own story. Well, it's based like, on fables, okay. right? Well, it's a prequel to fables. Oh wow! So basically, oh, wow, okay. you have that. Um, I think it's supposedly set in the like in the mid nineteen eighties. Yes, and the the lands that they're from known as the homelands they've been occupied by some kind of tyrant i think called the adversary I and so, so they escaped the adversary by coming into the mundane world which is our world the mundies yeah so that's kind of why they're here so but and then i think it's like they they had to take some kind of glamour in yes. order to fit in but those that didn't take the glamour to look normal 
then they had to live in the farm or something like that. They're in a concentration camp. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically, I, yeah, but it's a secluded place, and I guess upstate New York, right? So, and it's the wolf that's their sheriff. Yeah, big B, the big bad wolf is Bigsby Wolf. This is the character that you play in the game. He's the the guy you you start off with, and as you can see from day one, everyone's scared shitless of this guy, and rightfully so. This is the big bad wolf in Little Red Riding Hood. This is the big bad wolf with three little pigs. This is that big bad wolf. So. Basically, um, he's now deemed as the sheriff. He's trying to change his ways. He doesn't want people to look at him that way, and he's trying to actually bring some order. Um, he's kind of like the deputy of these fables. Okay, interesting. Okay, um, uh, is it very graphic, like in violent wise, or? Um, well, I, I had mentioned this to you earlier. It's a very stylized world. Um, there is some some. Uh, put it this way, it's very realistic for being something that's in a, a cartoon arc. It looks like a comic book drawn world. Um, they try to hit real real life issues like prostitution um who's the prostitute is this will, no white i will not say oh, uh, right. well, it's, uh, it's red riding hood yeah. <laughs> i want you guys look at to, ralph the spoiler oh <laughs> jumping all up on it want you guys what, to find out but uh um no it's, it's not <laughs> they, but they have a, a couple of people who are suspected to be so um put it this way all these fables are in hiding all the time they don't have the best living conditions um they are really secluded to to one area that they can really stay in, and well, Jack Horner's been sitting in his corner. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I haven't seen him yet. <laughs> I don't but, know. They, but they, but they, but no, but they bring up a lot of other characters that you know maybe I didn't pay attention to in, in, in oh, fables or. Okay. But um, the whole thing is you're trying to figure out what's going on. You're Bigsby Wolf, um, and it starts off with you trying to break up an altercation with the um. This guy from um, Little Red Riding Hood, the, the the axeman who basically killed him, the the what do you call him, the lumberjack. Okay. Basically, the lumberjack's there, and he's beating some girl in his room. <laughs> he's beating what, what looks like a whore. Wow. So hence, this is where the prostitution comes in. He's slapping around this girl in the room, <laughs> slapping up this girl in the room, and you as Bigsby Wolf come in and have to really find your way, find out what's going on. They don't just put you in and say, okay, beat him up. They want you to find out what's going on. You have to ask questions. You can go either route. You can just punch somebody in the face or you can ask questions on okay what's going on here what we seem to have here is failure to communicate (laughs) (laughs) and and not to spoil too much that that goes off and it's uh starts off this case and it starts getting you into the world of bigsby wolf and these fables snow white's one of your companions um she's kind of like i don't want to say that i she's not the mayor but she's kind of someone that everyone looks to for guidance as well um, Ichabod Crane is someone there. He's like the stand-in mayor or, or the stand-in leader of these people for now because something had happened to their, their previous leader. Sounds interesting. It sounds like a really good episode of Once Upon a Time. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like I'll skip it. Um, what I was going to say was, what is the part of the video game that, that you can deem a nerdgasm? Like, wow, this is a really cool feature they have. Or this is really, really clever how they did this. I'm all in. I won't even say anything clever. First of all, the... Uh, I don't, okay, little spoiler. Um, you, you can put the axe upside the freaking axeman's head. <laughs> um, oh. As the wolf, yeah, you can just axe him in his head. And uh, actually, he doesn't uh, ask him. Some, the other chick, the prostitute that was there, asks him in the head. Oh, um, wow. But you start learning about um, I guess, how I guess durable. When he said, ask me, ask me anything you want. <laughs> well, exactly. I don't think he meant it in that way. Um, but you do learn these fables are very durable. But to me, it's just, um, there wasn't even a, a wow moment. Just the way they melded these people into this environment and made you take them seriously. Um, they made you look at these characters in a non-cutesy, fairy tale like way and made you look at them as real people with real issues if they were in this real world. That, to me, was very impressive, being someone who came at this game with a 
just looking at it like, oh, this is kind of stylized. It looks kind of cute, but it's no Walking Dead, especially right. coming off the heels of that. Right. And you, I, I take it then you've never read the comic. No, never. And okay. that, that's why I liked it even more. I came in knowing nothing. Very just good. that there was a comic book before, I came in and I said, let me try it out. And my eyes are open now. And I love it. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Now, I'm very interested in this game. It's a, you know, I had heard about it, seen it advertised a couple of times, then forgot about it until uh, the cat mentioned that you would be talking about it today. And then I'm like, oh, I really, really do want to play this. You know what? I'd wait for it, too. Like, what they did with The Walking Dead is cool. They basically wait until all five episodes come out. Right. They'll put it on a disc and they'll put it at a... At a, a Sometimes a better price. So how much? Okay. How much would you? Does it cost per episode? Five dollars. So oh, five dollars okay. per episode. So twenty five bucks investment. And total. you can you can just uh, pay twenty and get uh, pay like for a season pass, if you will, and pay for the season pass. You get all five episodes for twenty bucks. You actually save on an episode. Right. There's oh, only three out so far. Right. Yeah. For for Wolf Among Us is three. Um. And yeah, I, I've been trying to to stick to the. I'll just wait till it comes out on. Uh, no, I can't. Right. <laughs> it's not happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm a nerd. Let's be realistic. But I see that it it actually came out on Windows and Xbox 360 first. And then oddly enough, it came out for Mac OS X, then PlayStation after that. Mm -hmm. That's kind of interesting. So the S in Stony stands for slow? (laughs) (laughs) They just... We're away from you, Wolf Among Us. Turns around and looks around. (laughs) You look at me like... I mean, come on. I'm not a spokesman for Sony, you know. You're you're a Sony lover, bro. Sure, I might like their system, but, you know, they don't pay me. I mean, if they paid me, then I'd be like, you know what? Fuck you, man. The S stands for speed. <laughs> the S stands for stalling. <laughs> Actually, for just a, uh, totally unrelated, that just reminded me. I was just watching a, an episode of 30 Rock. Because I love watching 30 Rock. Yeah. And uh, there was this one guy that had taken over the company for a while. Because, you, you know, they, they work for GE, which is the corporation that owns the company that they work under. And, uh, you know, the, the Jack, the main uh, character, he's just like, my God, man, you've got to go back and run GE. He goes, actually, it's just G now. We sold the E to Samsung. No. He goes, they're Samsung now. <laughs> Samsung. <laughs> All right. One more thing before we wrap up this, this section. Is there any video games coming out within the next two or three months that you're like, this is something definitely nerds can either get around or something they're going to be really happy about or are they going to you know, really be excited about? Two or three months is harder just because if you're a gamer, you truly know that there's going to be a great lull in video games right now. Um, there have been some great video games that have come out, um, a la, well, you know, Titanfall is more for something that Ralph may, uh, with the shooting and the tanks and whatnot, and that may be something that Ralph may be more aligned with. But um, I just bought uh, Infamous Second Son. That's another one. That's that something is, that is incredible. I heard it's a fantastic game. It's great. I, yeah, exactly. I don't but it's have for it. PlayStation. I have a PlayStation. Why are you four. talking to me like that? For four. four. Oh, four. Right. Ah. Shit, I got more important things to say about four. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's games like that for the next generation consoles coming out. Um, Watch Dogs? I'd say, yeah, Watch Dogs. Destiny? Um, when is Watch Dogs coming out again? Uh, it's like fall time, right? May. No, it comes out. Oh, it's coming out in May. It comes out now. So right you now. have a couple. Um, and Watch Dogs actually has been scrutinized to death, though. Yeah, I heard it's, it, it, it's a really cool game. You're like, you're like into hacking and like um, trying to steal shit. But we are in the internet age. So remember, there are haters abound everywhere. And that's the whole thing. Um, Watch Dogs came out a couple of E3s, which is a big gaming conference, if, if nobody knows. It's the biggest gaming conference right. pretty much in, in the United States. And we had it two, a couple of years ago. May 27th. There we go. And I, I look forward to it. I don't hate on it, but people have said like graphical fidelity has gone down from what they um what they originally saw, and people are basically whining about it. And look, people out there, all right, you're probably hating me right now because I'm saying this, but get the fuck over yourselves, all right. Let's be real. The game still looks amazing. If the fidelity is not there, so what? Like, 
deal with it. They're putting it out on multiple platform SKUs. So. All right. Well, I mean, just to put it out there, you know, you, you, you know, make your own opinion. If you want to make sure that you stay away from the haters, just get all your reading from Facebook and Twitter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because no haters ever use social media. Why would they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, you would think they would hate it. <laughs> all right. So. There you have it. A look at video games now and seeing how geeks have, you know, transferred from Atari to regular consoles. So we'll be back. We'll, meanwhile, 22 pages later, as we grab another beer and get Ah, yes. Debating about podcast intricacies. I love this. Okay, guys. So now we're back. And speaking of debate, um, let's. Let's start debating about um, Marvel Animation because I'll say one thing. DC Animation, until the last couple of episodes or last couple of movies, has had it right. Really? Did you just hear what I said? Superman Brainiac? That was how many years ago? That was like last year. What are you talking about? Superman Brainiac? Superman Brainiac was was last year, bro. I think you need to look that one up. You're thinking about uh, Superman Unchained. Yeah. Unbound, something like that. Yeah, Superman Unbound. That's that's Brainiac. Superman Brainiac. There's actually Superman Brainiac. What's Superman Brainiac? A horrible movie. I gotta check that out. But, but hence why you forgot. Yeah. Well, hence why I didn't even watch it. But but for the most part, but come on, DC animation versus Marvel animation. Well, Marvel really doesn't do very much animation. I mean, they really have. I mean, comparatively side by side. I mean, they have. They don't even have ten fingers worth of animations, or at least not that were well, well animation known. movies. I mean, they've concentrated this stuff on more on their series, like Ultimate Spider-Man and both versions of the Avengers right. and Superhero Squad. But their movies, yeah, they did because they didn't really start into the movies until they did the uh, the Ultimate Avengers, right? And that was less than ten years ago, I think, or wow, about ten years ago. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like they about, yeah. they haven't done that many of them, but um, but yeah, I mean, DC I think is more pro- um, prolific with their their movies. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like the way DC approaches the movies better than Marvel. I, I feel like they keep them, I don't know, I just feel like DC keeps them a little bit more in canon. They try to keep them as close to canon as possible. Marvel's just kind of all over the place. But Marvel tried it again to get back into the animation game with their movie um, Avengers Confidential, Black Widow and the Punisher. So with a synopsis, or do you have a synopsis? No. Okay, so Ralph, give us a synopsis. Yeah, Go. I want to hear that synopsis. <laughs> you want to hear it? A- 84 minutes later for an 83 minute movie, he's done with the synopsis. Ralph, go of with the synopsis. I have a synopsis. Of course I have a synopsis. What the hell is <laughs> Damn it, I wanted to hear Ralph's synopsis. Okay. Too so, bad. So, so now where the synopsis is, MFG, like the finance guy. Yeah, thanks you. Thank you there, Cap Lush. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you see? Wait, why is that so low? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Mm. Okay, so MFG, what's what's the synopsis, bro? Avengers Confidential, Black Widow, and Punisher is the latest direct-to-video release from Marvel Entertainment, partnered with Sony Pictures Entertainment Japan. The movie was released through Madhouse Studio and has a runtime of 83 minutes. The anime was directed by Kenichi Shimizu from a story by uh, Marjorie Liu. The movie was released on March 25th of this year in the U.S. The basic plot is Punisher interferes on a hush-hush mission and is taken into S.H.I.E.L.D. custody. Terms for his release include teaming up with Black Widow to take down the Russian terrorist organization Leviathan, which has stolen S.H.I.E.L.D. tech and plans to auction it off. There you go. I wouldn't mind teaming up with Black Widow. You always don't mind with Black Widow or (laughs) Black Widow's crotch or Black Widow's ass or, you know. 
I guess in the next life, Ralph just wants to come back as a pair of her clothes. <laughs> Preferably her underwear. I was like, with his luck, it'll be like a sock. <laughs> I only get to wrap myself around her ankle. This sucks. Hey, you want to come back as an underwear? Who knows? Black Widow might have a brown streak. <laughs> so wouldn't you be the brown widow? <laughs> All right, so let's go with pros and cons, gentlemen. I, I know I know, Steve will call a little bit of it. Um MFG RT Square, what do you guys feel? What did you like about it? Um, oh, actually, I really liked the character rendering and I liked the scenery for the most part. I thought it was really pleasant. Um, it did have a dated 80s feel with that uh, that high end anime, but it was rendered with like a light blur. That It's kind of annoying, but I, I, I well, liked well, it in a nostalgia were, way. All the colors were kind of muted. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I did like that part about it. Didn't you love all the wonderful, fully expressive facial expressions? Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, the the Kristen Stewart of all anime. The many ranges <laughs> on her faces. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as my pros, I like that. I also liked the look of the Leviathan. I thought that they looked pretty terroristy and evil. I, I, I did like that about them, especially the ones where they'd be wrapped more in like a robed kind of look, but then you could see the, the metal face mask underneath. I, I just thought that was pretty kind of creepy. And it was different from Hydra, which made it kind of yeah. cool. And I was very surprised. I, at first, I kept thinking that for, I don't know why I thought this when I was watching that that Leviathan was supposed to be Hydra. I thought it was one of these things where they just yeah. changed the name, but that, but no, it was a unique organization. I did like that. And I don't know if Leviathan is in Marvel or not. I definitely know Leviathan is in DC. Uh, I'm not sure if Leviathan is yeah, in Marvel. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah. But I like that. And I thought that the story plot, um, I mean, the story and the plot, I thought they were engaging. And I think that they would make a good, I think they would make a better film um, whether it's live action or anime, I think it would be better than this one. Like I said, I like the story and the plot, but I didn't like the direction. Okay. You know, and I really like the voices of uh, Punisher and Nick Fury, but only well, those two. Well, I have something about voices, but I'll mention them in a second. <laughs> Ralph, what, what did you feel about the um, the movie? One sec. Warning, this segment may contain spoilers. Really? So for your pros? Ralph alone. How many, how many spoilers <laughs> do you have for a pro? <laughs> All right, well, I, I did enjoy the animation style. I mean, I'm a big anime fan, so I, I, I really liked it. Uh, did you feel that it was kind of old-timey? <laughs> no, for me, not really, no. Really? I, I thought it, was, it felt actually pretty modern to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's just from what I've been exposed to. Um, the fight style, though, the, the, it seemed like they were... Like, the main characters, like Black Widow and, and Punisher, they made them seem superhuman. And these are actual just human people, not augmented by any, you know... right. Uh, powers or anything they're just regular people who maybe have trained to peak performance but they made them seem like they were taking captain america super serum and a super soldier right. serum you know oh yeah 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 i mean i mean especially when um i think at one point captain america well at any point but especially when black widow and one of the soldiers are fighting the main bad guy at the end and he's shooting these powerful rays and she's using both of her of her gauntlets, um, yeah, the gauntlets to, to to shield her, and I'm like, really? Fuck, is she Wonder Woman? Right? <laughs> I was, I was like, and, and then and the captain, and then captain, no, Captain America. Um, then um, the Punisher, the, the Punisher's doing the same thing, and I'm like, really, really, this guy's powerful beams, but you guys are able to withstand it because you guys are super powerful, trained agents of the Avengers. Well, well that's right up there when um, at, you know, at full force, both uh, the Punisher and the Widow at one of their three fights with each other, yeah. um, when they actually hit each other's fists, and I'm thinking. 
I don't know, Widow. I think your fist is going to kind of crack under hitting the... Because, I mean, his fist is, like, literally twice the size of hers as well. Yeah. And he's literally twice the height and width of her, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting. But I thought we were doing more pros than cons. Well, I mean, well, he went through a pro and I guess I jumped into a con. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I agree with Ralph about um, the style of the animation because of the, J- the, J- the Japanime style and how they approach fighting and fight scenes and fight sequencing. It was good for this particular uh, movie. Um, I felt because, I mean, even when Punisher was fighting Black Widow, some of it was a little unbelievable, but just the way it moved and, and how fast it moved and the, the angles they chose, I liked it. I really I really liked the way they, they fought against each other and when they fought other people. I, I liked, you know, the way the sequencing went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they also did some sort of like, there were scenes with the Punisher where he, he did like what, what's called flash step. Where you're here one moment and the next you're like three miles away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like you see him running and there's like a trail of wind following him. Like if he's a, a lot of flash. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, come on. Really? Well, they were both doing it. Well, actually, uh, both the widow, well, the widow did it first when she first meets the Punisher in the beginning. Yeah. Because I, because when I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay, they're giving her some kind of a slight super speed thing. But then I realized, oh, no, this is just their effect of movement, you know, because it was so out of place that I was like, oh, she has super speed now, I guess. But then when he did it, I'm like, oh, I, it's just the way they're showing that they're, they're good. And then, like, I, the storyline, I thought it was pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. just though, like, the whole, they, they, I don't know if you got this, but I, I got a kind of a buddy cop feel with them. Yeah, and a it's like bit. it's an odd pair to have as a buddy cop, you know. Actually, I mean, well, I mean that part I liked. I enjoyed their interaction because um, again, like it. I said, I yeah. liked the story and the plotting. I just didn't like the direction, but I enjoyed their interaction. I mean, you know, it's it's very simplified. I mean, there's there's not a lot of nuances in the dialogue, so you're not going to get a lot of clever wit between the two, or even a lot of in depth. Um, character development between the two but i think his stoicness versus her well they didn't have her being like you know hey i'm the widow you know but she still was more <laughs> oh my god she was more kill some bad guys. adventurous slash you know good girl shield agent so but i thought that was a good combo with the two of them well i mean uh, between his stoicness and her dramatic pauses right <laughs> frank frank Frank, it's like, what? Well, come, come on. Yo, right. Adrian, that's my name. What you want, huh? <laughs> Are we doing pros? I got cons. <laughs> wow, you and Rikers. Wow. Because <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican, really. That's nice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Ralph. But, I mean, I mean, anybody else have any pros? Because, I mean, no, I like I said, for the most part, I like the, the, the fighting. I agree with what you're saying about, the, you know, the way it looked and the scenery. That was cool. But, I mean, I couldn't agree with you with the voice on the pros. That's on my con list. Well, it's only those two that I, I liked. I, I thought that the voice talents for Black Widow and Elias Starr were absolutely horrible. I, I think, and, and the thing is, Black Widow is, um, most people know her, that's, uh, Jennifer. that's Jennifer Carpenter, and right. that was Deborah Morgan on Dexter. That was Dexter's sister. Okay. That's the one that's doing that. And, uh, you know, but I, because it's not, well, I mean, her voice acting was, was very stilted. I didn't like that. But again, the dialogue didn't help it. But, but her, it sounded like she was reading from a cue card every time she opened her mouth, you know. <laughs> Um, I agree with that. I mean, but I felt like with um, when um, Nick Fury w- w- was on the screen, it was like, yeah, my name is Nick Fury, but I can get you a little bit of Coke 45. So yeah. it, it yeah. felt between that and between Punisher Wolverine. Well, yeah, it was very much a Punisher <laughs> sure. Wolverine. But see, the things you guys said that you liked the action. I enjoyed it to a point, but I thought the action was stilted because of the static backgrounds. So that it became repetitive after a while. I mean, at first I thought the action scenes looked really good, but then I just kept feeling like I was seeing the same action scenes for the most part 
the rest of the movie. Now you're talking to Hanna Barbera and GI Joe's 1980s repetitive scenes. Like you would <laughs> notice that in GI Joe a lot. Same guy shooting in three different scenes. No, no not Fred Flintstone running through his one his one room house for five minutes, <laughs> passing the same curtains, lampshade, exactly. kitchen, curtain, lampshade, kitchen. I'm like, how many kitchens do you have, Fred? Yes. You know. Um, I but like I said before, I, me- I mentioned this already. But I, the direction and the pacing, I thought, were unnecessarily slow. Like they, I mean, between the action scenes, I thought they were like very they were soap opera slow. They were. They were like Ben Stein, Ferris Bueller, you know, economic teachers. <laughs> low. They, it was like it was like somebody showing Bueller. you a feature film about the concept art for a documentary about watching paint dry. <laughs> 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 like it was, I, I literally I fell asleep four different times watching this movie. You know. Were you sick when you were watching this? No, it was just yesterday. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was alive I was and well. To, I was trying to give you an out. <laughs> no, no. That, that would have been giving the movie an out. <laughs> um, um, before I ask Ralph, Steve-O, I know you watched the movie kind of in and out. What did you think? What, what did you get from it? Pro, um, con or pro? Well, of course, like I said earlier, um, Japanese-style anime is one of my favorites. So that, of course, was an appeal to me. I have to agree. Static backgrounds, the, the fogginess of it, it kind of looked like, like uh, Mike had mentioned earlier. Um, looked like it was in a haze. Um, Everything was airbrushed. Yeah, yeah, and, and I one would know about hazes. Um, <laughs> inside joke there. Um, it looked so, like the whole movie was painted on the side of a van. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, action scenes, I agree. I like action action scenes in any uh, in most animes. The way they depict action scenes, how quick the movement is and whatnot. Yeah. Didn't really see much of it otherwise. But yes, uh, voice acting of. Um, of uh, Black Widow was just just yeah. well, also, stale. Well, also, I mean, and we know this is a, it's a, the nature of Japanimation, but after you get used to watching so many films that are made in this country, their lip, their mouth to speech action was very disconcerting. It was just you know up down up down up down up down. Not there was yeah. no pursing of the lips. There's no anything that makes you even believe that the people are speaking. It felt very much like. I'm looking at a picture of someone that is talking, and I'm also listening to someone else talking. Yeah, it's like a picture you know? of a mouth. That's but that's pretty prominent in, in Japanese yeah, animation. That's what I'm that's yeah. what I'm I know it's the standard of it, but I, after it doesn't you make watch, it right. Right, but after you watch so many, you know, American-made animation for the superhero, who can you, emote? You know, right, right, exactly. <laughs> you're getting used to it, seeing the mouth movements match up with the, the speech. So. Would you have preferred they done that? That little effect where they take like a real mouth oh, God, and have no. it like oh, a man. over the image. <laughs> the disturbing Teenage <laughs> Mutant Ninja Turtle look now. <laughs> what is that, Annoying Orange? That's the name of that show? Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. And then one yeah. other thing is that and usually I have nothing to say about music because, and I've, I've said this on other podcasts, I don't tend to notice music in any kind of movie I watch unless there's like a particular silent scene. I mean, or I should say um, a, a scene where there's no dialogue and the music is to make you feel a particular emotion. Otherwise, I don't notice music in a movie, which for me means it's good because that means whatever it was was appropriate. That's why I didn't notice it. That's how it works for me. This one, I noticed the music and it was bad. It was like really bad elevator music. (laughs) It it just drove me crazy because I could hear it the entire movie. I don't know if anybody else found that music bad or not. I didn't even think about the music. I was just, I mean. Yeah, usually you're a person that comments on the music, actually. Yeah, yeah, but usually the, the music didn't bother me as much. What bothered me a lot was the campy acting of the, you know, the, the Japan anime style, the, <gasps> but we were supposed to be together. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like when, 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 when um, at one point, you know, um, Natasha Romanoff is talking to one of the, one of the Leviathan agents who used to work with her back in S.H.I.E.L.D. And she's talking to him and they're talking about how they used to have a life together. I'm like, Really? 
Really? I mean, Natasha Romanoff, you know, yeah, she can have a, rom- a romantic interest, but there's a way of doing it with her character. You have to approach it differently because of, you know, she is a, a, a spy who goes into deep cover and she's into espionage. Oh, now, okay. Um, she's, a, she's all into that stuff. And now you, she's, she's all soft-hearted? She's all like, oh, no, but... Well, it was without saying I love you, which I'm glad she didn't say. Right. But she kind of said every other word. You know, a life together, that would have been for us. Well, she's a black widow. She's like a spider. She's crunchy <laughs> on the outside, but soft and mushy on the inside. <laughs> oh, so mushy. Well, did you have any pro, uh, any any cons, Mrs. Six Claws? There was uh, nothing wrong with this whole movie. Ooh, ooh, let me answer for Ralph. I've said She the had cons. pretty boobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pro. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, I did enjoy their choice of act. Uh, uh, camera angles and panning sequences that they had there. Every new sequence when they panned, it'd be from the crotch up. Ankle, crotch. <laughs> crotch, ankle. Breast, crotch, ankle. Yeah, so, so it was a pro for Widow, but a con for Punisher. Well, I didn't Actually, have to say because I was, I was, I was the same shots for the Punisher. I was so hypnotized by the Widow that I even noticed the scenes with the Punisher. <laughs> he was just imagining her in his place. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of awkward, though. You see, I'm going to start calling you RT Perv. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yo, for two for two episodes in a row, he's talked about the Black Widow, and because we were talking about Captain America last week, and, and this week we're talking about this, and it's like, wow. Well, you know that whenever Ralph's going to get married, we're going to be like, oh, she seemed nice. Uh, she told me that she lost her husband in the war, and she's a black woman. Yeah, she is a black widow. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't surprised. <laughs> see, I, I only say the things that uh, the cab here can't say. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can say a lot. I'm not tied down. I mean, I'm tied down, but not tied up. There we go. Uh, Ralph, remember to take this out in editing. That's right. <laughs> I'll remember that for later. Yeah, of course. Of course you would. All right. All right. So, oh, by the way, if I heard um, Natasha's name being said by Elias Star one more time, Natasha, 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 Natasha. It's like, oh, we know who the fuck she is. Yo, Natasha, what's up, girl? Huh? <laughs> it was just like, I mean, I know that that's kind of their thing of establishing who the character is or establishing. But you this know, movie tension. had to be made for the ADHD. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, who that character? It's oh, Natasha. Natasha. Okay. <laughs> but you know, the um, interestingly enough. Uh, uh, and, and funny enough that we somehow didn't see these things. I can't imagine how it is that we didn't get these extra benefits. But uh, the movie was released on DVD and Blu-ray as well as digital. But both discs have two featurettes. Uh, one is called Espionage and Punishment and the other is called The Vigilante versus The Spy. Unfortunately, we did not see these for reasons that will not be said. Um, Our... you know, but the uh, <laughs> Espionage and Punishment was really just a making of film showing character ad- um, adaption, I'm sorry, adaptation storyboards and some concept art. And the Vigilante versus the Spy was just profiling the character. So that's all you missed out of that um, that part of it. Doesn't make me want to buy the DVD anymore. It doesn't make me want to buy it any less, but and definitely no more. Was Black Widow doing the voiceover for that whole segment? Because oh. I sure hope not. It doesn't say, but it probably would have been something in there. You know? Blah, 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 Black Widow. <laughs> that's what you hear next. But I did love the film, though. Um, as far as uh, if anyone's wondering out there uh, with the Punisher being in it, you know, did we get the whisked out version of the Punisher? No. His, I mean, you know, the scene opens a little bit slow with, uh, with somebody looking at something. But as far as the opening action sequence, the very first action sequence is the Punisher grabbing a man by his face and slitting his throat on screen. Yep. Awesome. You know, you don't get the gushing blood, but that was the opening. I'm like, oh, okay, so he is the regular Punisher. That's not the wussified, I only shoot you in the ankle Punisher, you know. I, I like that. I, I oh, did, no, I, I was fine like with that. Hey, because, you know. I mean, I was watching I, I was watching the previews to the movie. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hate this review. And then I'm watching I'm like, okay, it's not too bad. Yeah. And also to, to be mentioned, um, 
you know, for all of you people wondering what we're going to get out of this, we get the appearance of several Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. A quick cameo. Yeah. Chew. Well, they all come in, you know, for for the, for their saving the day thing. But I actually, I kind of like the throw in. I mean, we know that it's thrown in for marketing reasons, but in all honesty, and it's just like when you watch. I mean, you know, we accept it in the comic book world, especially now more so than let's say if you read ones from the seventies and eighties. But you know, this wasn't so much Earth, um, you know, like world destroying. But still, if you own or or, or, or control a super team. And you have one or two members of a team in danger. You don't just usually go, eh, hopefully they get out of it alive. You're going to go, let me throw in some other member of the team to help them out. You know? Let me send some cavalry. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that, you know, you do get the Hulk, um, the Hulk, you get Hawkeye, Iron Man. Um, who else? We had Ms. War, Marvel. War Machine. Thor, and Iron Man. And, uh, Thor and War Machine. Exactly. Um, and we had some really good, we had some interesting guest villains pop in there. Yeah, I noticed that when it, when they kind of spun around and they were showing all the villains that were trying to be involved with Can the you name them all? Baron Zemo's one. Yes, Baron Zemo. Um, nice. There was that, I couldn't know who Any the man with was. a glue face, you know, glued face, glued face mask, you can't forget him. <laughs> who else was in there? Come on, come on. Well, I know that, I mean, there was a guy with the beard and I couldn't tell who that was. When you say beard, any more description than that? Um, He, he had grayish um, black hair. I believe he disappeared at one point. Really that would be Count Nefario. That's Count Nefario? That's their version of Count Nefario. Oh, okay. And, and that's from Doctor Strange, right? Uh, no. No, no. Doctor Nefario. No, Count Nefario, I think, was more of an Avengers. Okay. And then he eventually fought the uh, X-Men as well. Um, you're thinking of uh, you're thinking of Baron um, um, Baron Mordo. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, there was also the guy with the hook hand or hook looking hand was the... A Grim Reaper. Exactly. Who is the brother of... Simon... Si- si- um, Wonder Man. Exactly. I just was checking on that one. Um, who else was in there? Who was the guy that the Hulk was knock, bashing around? Also an older looking gentleman. Shoot. Uh, they, they actually said his name. I didn't hear his name. Graviton. Graviton was in there. And the guy that had the lion's face and the wings, that pretty much tells you right there who he is. Griffin. Exactly. Not bad. Oh, wow. We actually got through most of them. All we right. forgot Kane and Orion. I'm sorry? Orion. Well, I'm, I just meant like the ones that because these were made up. That was made up for the yeah. Because because when they said Kane, I thought Spider Man clone. Oh, God, could you imagine? And Taskmaster was in there too. They it said I read somewhere that it's in there, but I'm like I did not see him anywhere in. Yeah, that it is movie. a Taskmaster. Yeah. I'm gonna look at, look at that again. Sorry, I mean, right? when when they were showing the villains that were just there for the meeting, he was one. I of them. thought he may have been because he definitely didn't come out and fight. Oh, okay, I remember him now. I know right. Zemo. They let you know he didn't come out and fight, but I was I was trying to remember if I had seen the Taskmaster in there at all. Steve, what were you gonna say? That's a horrible name, Taskmaster. I thought about <laughs> that all the time. Like that. Here, I will hand you out evil tasks. Like what? What the hell? Is the fucking <laughs> and, and his power is just muscle mimicry. You know, like he he mimics. He, I like how you say it's just muscle memory, like you know, like you've like been doing it for years. Years. Like, like Ralph could do it. <laughs> anyone can do it. I do it all the time. But out of the superpower, yeah, it's like kind of like okay, that's what you you mimic muscle. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ralph actually does have really. He has that power of the muscle memory there because we are we're at the zoo and uh, he's been throwing his poop ever since we went to the, <laughs> to the gorilla cages. I was gonna say he's got no mimic powers. Have you heard his imitations? <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Ratings, ratings. What do we give this movie? Avengers Confidential, Black Widow, and Punisher. Um, I give it six. All the Avengers were there except for Captain America out of ten. <laughs> All right, six out of ten. Yeah, I was going to go seven out of ten originally, and then I said, yeah, no, it deserves a six. Ralph? I give it three. Out of three? <laughs> <laughs> three. Times two. <laughs> three expressionless faces out of five. 
Wow, you give it a three out of five. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, it's just you know I told you there's there's some things that just uh, didn't make sense to me. Okay, I I'll say that I'm on the fence because I like Sh- gasp. Hush, I'm on the, <laughs> the fence. Cab riding the middle road. Hush, yeah. but but I actually, to be honest with you, I, I broke it down to would I buy the movie? Would I suggest it to somebody else? And the answer is no. So I, my rating is going to be two and a half um, Black Widow crotch shots out of five. No. You know, it, it if was. If it's the crotch shot, you guys got to give that ten out of ten. No, no, but if it's only two and a half, if you're watching a porn and all they showed you was two times of crotch, you'd <laughs> be disappointed. And that's kind of what I got with this movie. I was it disappointed. Was, it, was more than it, two. it was more than I expected, but not enough for me to really, really like it. Steve, do you have do you have a review or? Just like most of my grades in school, I'm giving this an incomplete. <laughs> <laughs> Just being real. Hope you're listening, Mom. <laughs> yeah, Excuse me, sir. Were you in this class? <laughs> Free, that was like most of my high school years. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. So there you have it. Our review on Avengers Confidential. And maybe they should have kept this one confidential as well. Hey, guys. This is The Cap, letting you know that your voice is important. We still want to hear from you. Tell us what you thought of our last episode. Channel your inner... Mike the Finance Guy, and let us know if we got something wrong, which he's really good at doing. Help us with Geeks on the Go questions, or even compliment us on our horrible impersonations. Your impersonations aren't that bad, Doc. Thanks, Kev, even though I thought that was. So, (laughs) show us some nerd love on Twitter, at Meanwhile22, or like our page on Facebook. You can also check out our website at Meanwhile22PagesLater.com. That 22 is a number. And... If you have enough time, send us a positive review on iTunes. Wow. We're really begging, aren't we? Now let's get back to the show. And welcome back to the Meanwhile 22 Hero Madness Tournament. I am your host, RT Squared, here with my two gentlemen, Cap and uh, Mike the Finance Guy, so he says. Uh, quick recap on what happened last week. We had Dr. Fate go against Catwoman, and to the my surprise, Catwoman won. And uh, after uh, Dr. Fate got uh, hit by his own blast and disappeared from the stadium. And a quick update on that. We got recent news that uh, there was a, an unsubstantiated sighting of Dr. Fate in the Mojoverse. Nobody cares about the Mojoverse. <laughs> yes, that's, that's very true. We can't really take what uh, Longshot says to face value. <laughs> you can't take seriously anything that... If a race can't give you the middle finger because they only have four fingers, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucked up. Them and the Simpsons, fucked up. That's, that's right. And in our second match, we have the, the very upsetting win of Squirrel Girl defeating Superman, the Man of Steel that was diced up by squirrels holding magic swords left over from the previous yeah. match. At the local restaurant, I had the man of veal later. It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's all I can say it's a very surprising final ch- uh, match when we have Catwoman versus Squirrel Girl. Very sexy, very surprising. And now I hand it over to Mike, the finance guy, to tell us who our sponsors are for this championship round. Well, for this excitement of the women-on-women action that we're going to have for this one here, this is uh, our final two sponsors for the final round. Uh, Catwoman's being sponsored, uh, oh, surprisingly here. We have two former villains and a cloned hero have gone into business together. 
Harry Osborne, formerly Green Goblin, Hobie Brown, formerly The Prowler, and Scarlet Spider have joined forces to form the premier private investigation team, Harry Brown Spider. If you think <laughs> something stinks, check with the Harry Brown Spider for the source. And uh, Squirrel Girl, uh, she has been sponsored by the Buena Beast Extraordinary Petting Zoo. Using his amazing power to combine two different animals into one hybrid, Wannabeast has merged a rooster with a bloodhound to create a giant cock that hunts for beaver, and combined a house cat with an anteater for a hairy pussy that licks itself clean. It's fun for the whole family. Wow. And now back to you. All right. <laughs> so I guess, like, like um, RT Square said, um, MFG and I will be doing the play-by-play for this championship round, which nobody thought would happen between Squirrel Girl and Catwoman. And Mike, any, any words before this matchup even begins? This is exactly the way I thought it was going to end. So this is exactly the way you thought it was going to end? No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just, 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 just saying, you know, I couldn't tell sarcasm, but um, I'm definitely excited to see what's going to go on now. But as we're speaking, Shi'ar Technology doing one last change, one last time. And Mike, what do you see popping up on, the, on our um, field here? I see a lot of planes and a lot of open space there. Oh, I recognize this. This is the Ferris Air, Ferris Airfield, I believe, right? Oh, Carol Ferris is Ferris Air. Oh, well, hopefully she's not the, um, she's, she doesn't have her ring, her sapphire ring. Oh, goodness, I hated that. Oh, if, if only that would happen. <laughs> and, and right now we see um, Cat, uh, Catwoman and Squirrel Girl getting into starting positions. Yeah, once again, we see Squirrel Girl is doing some weird limbering up thing. And I can't tell, but I think Catwoman, I, don't, I can never tell if she's being sexy or just scraping gum off her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never know. It, it's always some kind of a bob weave and uh, but, but it's a funny. lot of TNA. It's funny because right now with this TNA, you, I don't think we notice if, um, you know, I mean, she. I don't know if she realizes she doesn't have a male opponent this time. She has a female opponent unless Squirrel likes Beaver, then that's another story right there. Well, that's not the Beaver girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And they're getting ready and... Oh, there's there's the, bell. the bell. All right. Oh wow! Look at Squirrel Girl. Look a little bit smug right now, getting she ready to the stare. It's kind of hard to hear if anything's going on down there because the uh, the Shiar Technologies also has the jets. Actually, their engines are blaring quite loud down there. Oh wow! The they, yeah, it is starting to pick up there. Wow! Interesting, interesting um, idea for the Shiar Technology. But so right now, the, the women just seem to be kind of like kind of pacing at each other there. But like I said, Squirrel Girl looks a little bit uh, smug. She's cracking her knuckles, kind of like l- looking at her very like you know like she's got this. Yeah, but not, not, neither one has moved towards each other yet. So there's it's a little bit of a, a hesitation, I guess. Yeah. Well, what, wait, do you hear that? You hear that in the background? With that, that annoying sound that she makes All, there? Already. Squirrel Girl is already calling him an army of squirrels. Usually squirrel. that's her last move. I guess this, this fight's probably going to be over right there because those squirrels are crazy. If you, if you know Squirrel Girl's history, you know that she's going in for the kill right now. And wow, look at all these squirrels coming out of some. They are, they may, they're making a move. Oh, man. Wait. What's that sound? Oh, that, that's like a high-pitched whistle that I think uh, Catwoman just let out there. What has she got she up s- her sleeve? I, nothing, because that nothing can fit up those sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my goodness, look at this. Do you see this, Mike? I see a lot of teeth. That's what I see. And a lot of pelts. Uh, and, a lot, and a lot of wagging tails just ready to pounce. It looks like the Catwoman has her own army. Wow, yeah. she's done her homework. Lions, tigers, panthers. <laughs> no Wolverines, because I think he's dead. <laughs> I even see a Mishu there. That's really cool. <laughs> but they are going to town. They are just uh, between the squirrels. Uh, I, well, I don't think they're attacking those cats, but 
They they are getting stuck between the teeth of those cats. Oh man, they're they're really going at it with these squirrels and cat look woman. At squirrel girl. Oh my god, Catwoman has totally nullified Squirrel Girl's attack. Yeah, I mean Squirrel Girl's in tears. I I mean I thought the death of Monkey Joe was going to do it, but this one's really putting her out. Yeah, she looks a little bit like uh, frazzled right about now. Hopefully, Catwoman can take advantage. Well, yes, she is. Uh, she's doing her signature move of whipping her whip. <laughs> and she cracked the whip. Oh, but nice catch by Squirrel Girl. Catching her by, by the arm. And what? She flips Catwoman over her shoulder with her own whip. Yeah, I think Catwoman forgot that she's super strong. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I even forget. And oh, But, but being agile she is, she's landed on her feet, of course. Yeah, uh, and look at Squirrel Girl smartly throwing the whip aside so this way she can't get to it. Yeah, but you know that um, Catwoman better watch out there. When she landed, she almost backed up right into that jet turbine engine. Yeah. That's right behind her yeah you got to be careful i mean this year technology is really realistic and you can get hurt by these things yeah yeah oops here comes squirrel girl lunging at catwoman yep she's done a good move catwoman has done her signature jump flip oh nice oh, land on nice feet. very good oh and she's done a kickback and oh oh my god that is, that is oh that's just nasty I, I don't think i've ever seen this before her squirrel girl's tail got caught into the jet turbine engine and it's just it sounds like a flesh wood chipper it looks like a scene out of fargo it is just <laughs> oh my god but i didn't see fargo mike how'd that go oh it was actually really good oh okay that's really good there's about to be a miniseries on uh, amc oh you don't say you can't wait to see it actually <laughs> it's, the, it's the fx channel but, but but oh my goodness this match is coming it looks like it's about to be coming to an end as she's being sucked into the engine and Oh. Yeah, I don't know why the ref is bothering to check to see if she's alive, or maybe he just wants a chunk of her. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the ref's looking at, and there it goes. There, there it goes the ending bell. bell. Oh. Wow. In a stunning turn of events, Catwoman And is, her boobs. <laughs> Catwoman and her boobs are the champion of the Meanwhile 22 Hero Madness Championship Tournament. I can't believe it. MFG, how are you feeling about right now? I just hope that they're just going to give her a gold medal because if they give her a gold bustier, we're going to go broke. You know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, I yeah, I, I kind of have to say that uh, after seeing how crazy those squirrels had been throughout these entire matches, I'm kind of happy Squirrel Girl went down. I, I was not feeling safe going back into the, the picnic areas. And I'm just kind of feeling kind of weird because, you know, the, if anything, the sheer technology is what won. So maybe the sheer technology should be the championship, should be the champion. With the Shi'ar technology, I won't say anything bad about them. They have lasers. <laughs> <laughs> and let's get back to RT Square in the Meanwhile 22 Control Center. And we're back. That was a very interesting fight. I'm here with my co-hosts, uh, the Cap and Mike, the finance guy. Mm, mm. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I had a little squirrel going on my teeth. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was catching you... allergies for all the fur flying. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let you guys know, uh, the kitchen just told me that for the celebration tournament, we're going to have a lot of sloppy jokes. Oh, that's foul. <laughs> Anyone that's allergic to nuts, though, might want to avoid them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... RT Square. I mean, how did you feel about this? I know you were in the control tower watching the entire thing. I mean, well, I mean, what, what, how did it look from your vantage point? I'm sorry, go ahead. It, it was very sexy. I'll tell you that right now. The, the Catwoman in the air, everything's bouncing and jiggling. It was incredible. Of course, RT Square goes for that <laughs> analysis. Yeah, I liked how he's like. It was very sexy. I'm thinking she just went through a wood chipper, basically. I, <laughs> I don't, see, I don't see the sex. Well, that coming up. that wasn't you know, but it's Catwoman. Yeah. After, afterwards, I don't know if you weren't pay, you were paying attention. She was doing a very uh, nice dance afterwards. I, I think those uh, those uh, lessons at the um, stripping academy that she took really paid off. Actually, I think she was just, uh, you know, taking a little lint off of her, her uh, outfit, but uh, just pretty much anything she does looks sexy. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> so, um, um, 
Mike the Finance Guy, how'd you feel about this tournament as a whole? Now that we have our champion crowned, who is Catwoman, who, which 30 seconds ago they said that she's disqualified because she's no longer a hero. <laughs> well, yeah, that's pretty obvious there. I don't know how she got into it in the first place. It's kind of on again, off again. But I think, uh, you know, mostly the, the betting pools... Uh, made out well because I think everyone thought that Superman would be winning this battle. <laughs> yeah, man. And some people thought Batman was going to win. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who thought that. Yeah. But, but, but too bad Jack Bauer's not in the tournament. He would have got his ass handed to him too, huh? <laughs> well, you see, what would have happened was he would have been distracted when his phone rang. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's never on vibrate? <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Um, well, I, I just want to say that at the heroes have gotten this far along i hope that one of these days the villains actually get the match going that would be very interesting that would probably be a lot bloodier than than the heroes fight really really bloodier than the superman that was sliced and diced with a bunch of magic cleavers squirrel girl going through a wood chipper captain america being burned to a crisp you know what the funny thing is we wouldn't need your technology to have half this shit happen because the villains are like looking to make it happen that's right Oh, it's very true. They, they kind of bring their own deadly devices, which you got to love. <laughs> so, so I wonder if it's going to be like in somebody's bedroom <laughs> or somebody's house. Like, yeah, Joker versus Deathstroke in the room. You know, you have backyard wrestling. You have backyard uh, supervillain tournament. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know what kind of, you know, daydreams you have of murderous people in your bedroom. But uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when you were a kid, you play with dolls and that's what the way you had a tournament. Imagine this on a, on a full scale. That's very true. But then again, I always had like the, you know, the animals for the farm sets. And then I put like, you know, paper wings on them. And <laughs> Which, I'm actually receiving some information here now. Uh, Lex Luthor has uh, uh, offered to fund the supervillain tournament. Oh, very ah, nice. interesting. Well, we'll give him six months to fund that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> this way we can catch our breath after this tournament, because this is quite a tournament. We'll catch our breath and avoid all the people that are throwing things at us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think our listenership went down a couple of <laughs> a couple of people after this tournament. You mean now we owe listenership? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I mean, that's the tournament. And I'm glad um, RT Square was able to um, pitch in to help host. So, for RT Square, MFG, this is the cap saying... Don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. That's weird when I'm not doing it. <laughs> weird must equal good. <laughs> yeah, it sounded better than you, man. Oh, it's not better than you, Mr. Uh, Mr. I changed it all in editing. Hey, listen, when you are the editor. I the went, <laughs> well, and it becomes, it gets really easy to to see overperforming when you're the youth and just say <laughs> all right all right all gentlemen right. all right oh, oh we've been hearing mr softy out the window there hey, yeah we got kind of distracted like, for a second yeah how does that feel is that weird though cap when you hear that isn't that your uh your pet name from uh gg <laughs> <laughs> well after i after i come yeah so <laughs> all right guys we all know the drill <laughs> thank you thank you ralph you you know the drill i give quick questions they give quick answers on all things geek and we never make it under a minute but i mean Fuck it, you know. Weirder things have happened, so let's give it a try. Are we ready? We ready. are ready. Why do you all sound fucking creepy? What the fuck is wrong with you guys? I don't know what you're talking about, Cap. There goes his fucking fake howl. That howl sounds like a molester. Like, come here, little boy. Do you like That's candy? Very voice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right? I don't know. I don't have any, uh, you know, standard uh, pervert molester statements there, but evidently you guys all have one on hand. <laughs> <laughs> we watch movies. That's why uh-huh. happens. <laughs> You watch you, movies. Is that why you're not allowed in any parks in New York? <laughs> <laughs> he watches Dateline, so he knows what not to do. <laughs> oh, hell no. Never that. Never that. All right. Ready, set, 
go. Which superhero needs a needs an accent more? Black Widow, Colossus, Storm, or Nightcrawler? Mike. Mine got it must be Nightcrawler. Horrible. <laughs> Ralph. Storm so I can make her sexier. Nice. Steve O. Colossus. He ain't shit without it. That steel doesn't go along. Alright. If we had Bat- <laughs> if we had Batman Survivor, which Batman would be alive if they all had a death match? The Adam West version, the Christian Bale version, the Michael Keaton version, or the Val Kilmer version? Ralph. The Val Kilmer version, who just killed him with his awesomeness. Whatever, Steve-O. <laughs> Michael Keaton. He's small, could hide, and be very stealthy. <laughs> Mike. The answer is simple, chum. Adam West, because he has a bat anti-device for every situation. <laughs> Good call. Wow. Or, or he'll just punch them, and then they'll all be distracted by the big Ow. sound effects. That come exactly. If Marvel Studios decided to make one more Hulk film, who should play Bruce Banner, Mike? Not Eric Banner. Um, I would definitely say Ed Norton. Ed Norton, okay. Steve-O. Well, I'm going to have to steal my boy Ralph's answer. Uh, Mr. Mark Ruffalo, man. He, he did a good job in the last movie. All right, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, within the Avengers. Ralph. I'm going to have to steal back my answer and say Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was on loaner. <laughs> and last but not least, let's say you were dating. Whether male or female, who would be a hero that would be hard to break up with? Steve-O. Oh, man, I got two, but I was thinking Rogue originally, but fucking Psylocke. I would not want to fuck with that bitch. <laughs> I, I wonder why. Is it because she has ninja skills? Oh, or? Psychic Knife. Just, psychic that's knife. it. Okay, Psychic so Knife. So the big, real Katana Knife wouldn't scare you at all. <laughs> nope, not whatsoever. She's going to mind fuck you. <laughs> that's what women do. Ralph. Uh, Black Widow, because she probably know how to make you disappear and never be found again. Yeah, but you wouldn't mind that, though. <laughs> not really. Not. Of course you wouldn't. <laughs> she wouldn't be able to hide you in that skimpy outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike. Oh, come on. The, the hardest person to break up with would obviously be Iceman. I mean, think about it. He would be hiding as your shower spray. He'd be watching you from the toilet bowl. Be the, fucking, the ice cubes. <laughs> exactly. He would just be everywhere, you know. Oh, my God. What was the name of that superhero that would be in your dreams? He was like a it was a, when he would fall asleep, he would be like a, a, a gremlin type. He was a Marvel character. Was it Dreamwalker or a Sleepwalker? Well, the Sleepwalker, he wasn't in your dreams. He came from the guy when he slept. He came out of his dream uh, dimension, basically. That would be the guy I, if if I was dating guys. That's what I would be afraid of. To be like, um, yeah, you fall asleep and then your gremlin comes after me and beats the shit out of me, and that's your alibi. Guys, some jokes write themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've broken up? I just go to sleep. Maybe you'll think over it later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, talking about breaking up, I got to break up with the audience because we're done for today. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square, Ralph the Tech, and our special guest, my brother Steve-O, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And next week, I promise, we'll have a better show. I promise. I promise.